Did you know that you can help us produce new seasons of our podcasts and audio series? At Studio Chenta, we just launched a new series of audiobooks based on our podcasts, and they're currently for sale. There are many titles available from romantic comedy to horror, true crime, communication and linguistics, food and lifestyle, migration stories, and much, much more. Available in Spanish, English, Italian, and French. Check out our full catalog at ochentestudio.com slash audiobooks. And find the titles on apps like Libro.fm, Apple Books, Google Play, Storytel, BookBeat, and on your favorite audiobook app. Thank you so much for supporting our work. When we talk about travel, we talk about the beautiful places we went to, the people we met, and the things we bought as souvenirs. But we never really stop to think about what happens behind the scenes. But that's about to change. Because travel is about seeing the world differently, and this podcast is going to show you how. Hi, I'm Kiona, and this is the How Not to Travel podcast. Today we're going to talk about travel safety. Let's get into it. So where is your next trip? Oh, I'm headed to Mexico. Really? By yourself? You're not scared? I'm Mexican, and I'm scared. Why would I be scared? Because it's Mexico. What does that mean? Mexico's unsafe. Be careful. Have you been? Nah, man. My parents didn't move here for me to go back and get killed in Mexico. Safety. It's something a lot of travelers are concerned about. And a lot of travelers pick their travel locations based on their preconceived notions of what is and isn't a safe country. But the truth is, the global safety map is complicated. In answering the question of, is it safe, we have to consider things like political alliances, war, violence, trade agreements, toxic masculinity, and a lot of other factors. Which is probably why the topic of safety is the most discussed topic in travel forums. The problem is that when we're discussing safety and travel, we're worried about all of the wrong things. When we discuss safety and travel, what we need to think about is who gets to write about safety and travel and how those preconceived notions affect travel perspectives. But what does that mean? Here's the deal. Travel warnings are placed on other countries as a means to protect their citizen travelers from dangers abroad. The U.S. State Department, for example, releases travel warnings and advisories on all other countries. They rank them from level one, exercise normal precautions, to level four, do not travel. Countries like Mexico are given a level two travel advisory, which media outlets use to build a narrative around travel in the country. You've probably seen quite a lot of news titles that confirm the fears of would-be travelers like eight bodies found in Cancun, or murders in Mexico on the rise. The reality isn't that cut and dry, though. In fact, percentage-wise, Mexico and the United States have very similar crime levels, 57% and 55% respectively. When the American press covers international news, we tend to focus on the bad, on political squabbles, war, violence, and trade agreements. This affects our worldview. Our perceptions of certain countries are shaped by what we see on the news, 
which means that if we see a lot of reporting on crime and cartels in Mexico, we're more likely to think that's all there is. That said, France and England have the same level two travel advisories for terrorism, but don't get the same negative treatment in the media as Mexico. This is partially because they're American allies, but also because the global perception of France and the UK is that they're safe, despite an increasing number of international terror attacks in major cities across both countries. These travel advisories seem a little arbitrary when looking at the hard facts. So why have them? Mexico is, for all intents and purposes, extremely safe. But ask any American on the street, and they would immediately tell you those countries are dangerous. But if I tell anyone I'm headed to Paris, their response is, oh, how wonderful, even though they both have the same safety ranking. The idea of safety is really dependent on how countries are perceived by the public. Those perceptions are heavily influenced by governmental policies like travel warnings and the media. So the topic of safety is all a matter of who's controlling the narrative about a place. There's also something that happens in all countries, regardless of their perceived safety levels. Sexual assault and harassment of women. The reason I get asked, is it safe, a lot, is because I often travel alone. As a woman traveling alone anywhere, there is this idea that you should always be afraid of being attacked. And that's because toxic masculinity is a global problem. I'm going to tell you a story. I got sexually assaulted in Morocco, not just once, but multiple times by multiple different men in multiple different cities. When I came home and told my friends and peers about it, they said, why would you go alone? You should have known better. Those Muslim countries hate women. What were you wearing? Were you being respectful? You should have gone with a man. Sound familiar? I got responses that illustrated those preconceived notions people have about specific places And I got a lot of victim blaming. The thing is, I wasn't alone. I was with my best friend, who was a six-foot-tall Persian man. I was covered from head to toe. Not that it matters what I was wearing. It was the most stressful vacation I have ever taken in my life. The point is, it doesn't matter what a woman does before a sexual assault. Nothing. And I mean nothing warrants that treatment. So I took to my blog to document my experiences out of some sort of obligation to warn other women. What I didn't expect was an onslaught of death threats and the most violent words being thrown at me over social media. They thought I was criticizing the whole country, despite me being very specific on the events that happened to me and the men who did it. For me, the online death threats were more damaging than the assault itself. The puzzling thing is, I had gone to Morocco after another blogger posted about how beautiful it was. I wrote to her after going, and to my surprise, she confessed, saying it was one of the hardest trips for her. But she didn't want to write about it because she didn't know how to. And that's when I realized why toxic masculinity isn't documented in a lot of travel blogs or travel media spaces. People are afraid of the ugly backlash because society still puts all the blame on women for their own assaults. Women are scared to tell their stories. Think about hashtag me too and how long it took for women to come forward. It's an example of how toxic masculinity can control the conversation. But what is toxic masculinity? No, it doesn't mean all men are bad. 
Toxic masculinity refers to the cultural norms that stereotype men as being socially dominant with toxic traits such as misogyny and homophobia. These traits promote violence, bullying, and aggressive behaviors. It also imposes a vision of men being self-reliant, which leads to emotional repression, particularly in the company of other men, causing depression, substance abuse, and body image issues. Most importantly, when men experience toxic masculinity, they release their emotions onto other people in the form of verbal and physical abuse. And it's not just a Morocco issue. It's a global one. How do I know? Let's look at the stats. 50,000 women a year are killed by their partners or family members worldwide. What's shocking, or rather not shocking, is that this was not their first time experiencing violence. Femme women and non-binary people specifically experience continual violence on a daily basis. So toxic masculinity is a threat to everyone, no matter the country. So, when it comes to travel and safety, there are two things to consider. Firstly, travel advisories need to be taken with a grain of salt, as they're often decided upon based on political and governmental benefits rather than benefits for travelers. If I had listened to the level three travel advisory for El Salvador and the headline, El Salvador is the murder capital of the world, I would have missed out on the best surfing trip I've ever had. Secondly, toxic masculinity is a global issue and needs to be addressed. People have to be wary about this no matter where they are. And it would be best if men are aware that they can also step in to help fix the problem by having conversations with their fellow man on a local level and while traveling. Offering empathy and validation to other men takes the emotional burden off of women. Men talking to each other prevents violent emotional releases onto women. To be honest, when we set about creating this episode, it was really hard. Travel is a wonderful thing, but the question of safety while traveling isn't. We want our friends to be safe, but we shouldn't impose our biases onto them about certain places or ignore the effects that toxic masculinity can have wherever we go. Tourists need to be careful everywhere. So for the love of travel, don't let fear stop you from going somewhere new. This episode was produced by Studio Ochenta, hosted and researched by me, Dr. Kiona. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez, and the music was done by Gabriel Dalmaso. Art was done by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at How Not to Travel Pod and at How Not to Travel Like a Basic Bitch. And for more shows from the rest of the team at Studio Ochenta, check out ochentastudio.com. Thank you, thank you for staying on past the credits. Welcome to Dr. Kiki's shoutout section. This is the part where we reward you with some dope educators that I've learned from along the way. A huge shout out to We Are Malika Organization. Founded by the wonderful Reina Abdelhamid, the organization leads self-defense classes for all women of all abilities, religions, and nationalities. A big thanks to Queer and Married, who we hired as consultants to discuss their appropriate language used in this episode and who also have their own podcast discussing queer topics. And finally, a shout out to CJ Golding, as well as the admins behind Bloom Homie, who are all doing work behind reimagining masculinity and inspiring other men to do the same. And that's a wrap. See you right back here in two weeks. Okay.